Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. You are now entering the Megacast, the Megacast. <laughs> The Megacast is back. Man, it's been a bit since we've talked, Ted. Yeah, man. What's it been, like two or three weeks? Uh, it feels like even longer. Yeah, it well, does. Though we, we had a couple weeks off for Burning Man, then we came back, and then we missed last week. Yeah. Because yeah. last week was just like yet another sad thing in my world, man. It's like we had uh, my wife had a, a funeral for her grandma, a great-grandma, which yeah. was... Yeah. Was well, I don't like, know how much you've talked about it on, the, on, uh, on BJ and Migs, but... Uh, it's been a tough time for our boy Migs. Yeah. You know, like we were saying right before we started this uh, podcast, it's like there's been a lot of awesome, amazing things that have been going on in the last month, but sprinkled in here and there and the heaviness of, of death and sadness will trump any awesome things that go on. Even if it's like a month's worth of awesomeness, one day of sadness will just completely like wash all that away. And that's kind of what's been going on. It's been crazy. Yeah, man. See, so right. So you have the, you have that stuff going on. And then right. you have all the awesome stuff, right. which is the opportunities. Like earlier today, I walked in there just like, Steve, when are you sleeping? And I looked at Ted, I go, I don't know. I don't think I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I look at Twitter at night and you're out still doing just, stuff. And I'm like, I think I'm going to take a shower and go to bed. <laughs> My God, man. I, this guy's burning. And then I know, uh, unfortunately, you've had the personal stuff going on, too. So I'm just yeah. like, seriously, like, I don't think the poor man's sleeping. It's it, There hasn't been a lot of sleep recently. And it's been, you know, it's been it's been weird. It's been weird. Like, like I said, lots of super, super highs. But the lows of, as anyone knows, when you're dealing with people who are leaving this world, it's not fun. And, uh, and especially for my wife and her family. It was, man, we're not going to make this a sad podcast. Don't worry uh, for those that are listening. Mega family. We're going to keep it up. But it was crazy because, like, my wife, this is her second funeral that she's ever attended. And both happened within a week of each other. Grandpa, great grandma. And I'm yeah. like, damn, you just got thrown into the fire. And the second one, which was the great grandma, you know, she, I've told her about open casket funerals and how awful they are. And I wish there needs to be like laws against them because it's just devastating. I don't, I don't know anybody that gets any kind of fulfillment from seeing the person lying in the coffin. Well, you do. I, not at the funeral so much, but I do it. Oh, I don't want to say enjoy. I like kind of the closure of seeing them in the funeral home. Okay. You know? I can see that. Like, I had a buddy that died when we were younger, uh, me and Bernie, like our buddy Joe. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we went to the funeral home, like, it was closed the whole time. And then, like, once the, like, once, like, his immediate family left because they didn't want to open it, I don't know. Me and Bernie just had to. Like we had to see Joe. Wait, you opened it? Well, I mean, we got them to open it. It's <laughs> like wait, we didn't just we didn't just break in and pop it open. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, this no. sounds like a plot to a really dark comedy. No. They were just like, hey, if anybody really wants to see him, like if you wait around, you know, it's like his mom and stuff didn't want to see him. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I don't know what it was. Me and Bernie had to. Same thing with like my grandma. I remember when I was a kid when she died, and like yeah. we were there, and they were like, you know, you don't have to go in and see her, this and that. But eventually, you decide. I don't know. I just kind of am drawn to it and want the closure. Now, the open casket for the entire funeral, I probably could do without. Yeah, because it just looks like they're sleeping through the ceremony. And you have no choice at that point. You do everything in your power not to look. 
And yeah. I felt bad for Sid because she walks in and she didn't, there was no warning. It's not like anyone said to her, hey, just to let you know. And like I said, the only funeral that she has ever experienced was her grandfather and it was a military funeral. So it was closed and it was outside and it was beautiful with the guns going off and all that kind of stuff. So that's all she knows. Well, we literally walk into the, the into the, 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 the chapel and straight line of sight it's maybe like 100 feet away not actually less than that probably like 50 or 60 feet away casket open great grandma's head and Sid just goes oh no and turns around I'm not going in and I'm like you gotta go in she's like they didn't tell me that. And I'm like, I know. I understand. And somebody should have hipped you guys to that. 100%. I got to say that. Like, I don't want to start any riff. Right, right. But somebody should have said, hey, by the way, this yeah. is an open casket funeral. Heads up. Oh, that's not the right term. But Heads up, Steve. I know. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Warning. Warning. <laughs> Warning. Uh, and then at the end, of course, they have like the opportunity, like they go pew by pew, and they're like, "Hey, does anyone want to go up there and say your last thing?" And some people didn't. So it's like, "I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that." I'm like, "Don't worry. We'll just we'll go right when everyone else is going left. We'll go out the door, and we don't have to worry about it." And which was, I think, good for her, you know. But yeah, uh, but man, yeah, if you're not expecting that, that's heavy. That's like that's trippy. Well, and the other problem is, is like as much as I say, it's like good for closure for me. It's definitely an image that gets burned into your head. Yes. Like it, my grandmother, Seely, uh, I mean, Grandma Smith, she died when I was in grade school mm-hmm. or middle school. So, I mean, it's been years. So, yeah. like, picturing her is kind of hard in my head. But even us having this conversation right now, I could picture her sitting in the coffin. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're right. Like, that, that image sticks with you forever. Have you ever had to do, I don't know, because maybe you've had it as well, but part of, like, the family, I don't know if it's family tradition or if it's from the Catholic religion, something that we did when it was an open casket, you all went and paid your respect, and then you kissed the forehead. Ooh. That should, that is the, like you say, certain images are forever inside your head. Mine as well for my grandpa, but also the sensation of kissing his forehead, and it was cold. Yeah. And it was, it's like a feeling that you'll never get out of your head. And I remember telling Sid that and she's like, thank God I didn't have to deal with that. But it was weird because that sounds like an old evil Catholic thing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Dude. I was like, I'll never do that again. I'll fake it. I'll lean over and be like, but I ain't touching because it was, it's a feeling that I have. I still to this day, like will have dreams and, and, and vividly remember the, the visual and the sensation of kissing my grandpa's forehead. And, and he didn't look like how he's supposed to look. At least with her great-grandma, she looked pretty much the same. Like Sid said, it was weird because it looked like she was asleep. And when someone's 101 years old, she would go visit her a lot and she'd look asleep. So she's like, there were a few moments during this. I just kept expecting her to open up her eyes and like pop up. And like <laughs> I'm like, dude, that would have tripped everybody out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's natural. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid having that thought. But I think even as an adult, like it's it's. It's just such a uh, a thing, you know what I mean? That like yeah. this person is passed. Yeah. In your head, you know you're not going to see him again. Mm-hmm. But then to see their body, right. like you can't help it. Your mind kind of plays tricks on you. It's like, well, maybe 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 something will happen. Yeah, I know. You just don't know. Like, is something going to click? But it was it was it was beautiful. It was a great ceremony, and uh, it was. It, I, I should have given you though a little bit of a warning. Yes. That's, yes. I mean, you you need to know that. Yeah. Also, it's like if you go to a wedding. And uh, like nobody warned you that's going to be a full Catholic mass along with the wedding. Oh. You got to give people warnings. Yeah, because you need to let them know if they should bring five hour energy with them. 
Yeah. That's a bad the the Catholic weddings are the worst. Right. It's like when you go to somebody's house and it's like, hey, there's kids there. Don't curse, sir. Right. You know what I mean? Like these are just social cues. Ted, Ted don't show up stoned, please. Yeah, exactly. The, the kids are gonna be here. Yeah, no worries. I just won't be there. Right. <laughs> I'll just eat an edible. Right. You won't smell anything. Right. And Wait, are you saying don't show up stoned or are you saying don't smoke in front of the kids? Right, because those are two different things. Yeah. I've yeah. got capsules now. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's 2015. You know, let's get things going. Let's uh, let's turn things around, Ted. Let's have a fun mega cast. I think it's time. I think I know I need it. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people in the mega family that need it as well. We need the, the Ted Smith energy. Oh, I to, got you today, man. Uh, I'm pumped. I got I'm you, man. Pumped. So let's Steve, get Ted. We're like a we're like a couple out on a night. Steve, we're gonna have fun. Yes. <laughs> I want to be sad, Ted. Look, we're gonna go to that place you like. We're gonna get you the appetizer. We're gonna have fun tonight. We're gonna get Din Tai Fung. We're gonna. You know what? You want some dumplings? We're gonna get you some freaking dumplings. I love that the acronym for Din Tai Fung is DTF. <laughs> DTF. <laughs> you think they did that on purpose? Din Tai Fun. <laughs> Yes, because that's the last thing you are after you eat that stuff, though, no. right? You hammer down a bunch of those. You are not DTF. No, but in about 20, 30 minutes, you're down your DTF for Din Tai Fung again, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want more dumplings now. I'm not hungry right now, but in like 20 minutes, I'm going to be starving. Yeah, it's like sushi. Absolutely. 100% like sushi. I just tried the MIGS roll. They got the new MIGS roll now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, let's let's get these push-ups because there's so much cool stuff we got to talk about. So much awesome stuff to go on. Nick's blowing up. Oh, it's it's crazy, Ted. Uh, all right, let's get the heart rate. They the blood discontinued pumping, my sandwich, which is bullcrap because that sandwich was delicious. Yeah. What do we got to do, Ted, with the yeah, brain functioning, Steve? All we right. got to get this brain functioning. All right, let's get some push-ups. Let's get ten. It's been a while. I haven't done a lot of push-ups recently, so hopefully I can power through these ten. <laughs> I was thinking about that too, man. Yeah. I, I had a be... wicked cold last week. Yeah. I haven't done. I haven't done anything. I've been too tired. I usually I, I would always try and get at least fifty in a day, and now it's like zero. I don't remember the last time I did push-ups. Probably the last time we did a mega cast, dude. I haven't even watched the guy do push-ups. <laughs> Because usually you're on YouTube watching dudes do push-ups. Yeah, or at least walking down the street like, oh, hey, what's in there? This guy's doing push-ups? Show me some push-ups, man. (laughs) Well, Rick sent us a tweet and and just sent us a link and said, uh, in honor of the pictures that I've seen of me, I think this is the best song to get 10 to. And uh, you'll understand when you hear the song. It's paining me to even play it, though. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. It's because I did a, a fashion show. Oh, yeah. I forgot you well, did that. I guess we'll talk about that after we get 10. Yeah, we are. All right, let's get 10, everybody. I'm to right said Fred. For my shirt. Ready? For my shirt. Here we go. Sexy. One. Two. And three. I'm too sexy four. For Milan. Five. Too sexy six. Milan. Seven. Eight. Japan. Nine. Ten. You know what I mean? I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, I don't think I saw pictures of you fashioning stuff, Steve. You haven't? No. Oh, okay. Hold on. My little turn on the catwalk. So, to catch people up, since we've last talked, Steve now is a fashion model. Yes. Uh, he's playing in a new band where they make songs for Seahawks. Yes. Uh, I saw him down at Joint Base, Lewis McCord doing awesome stuff. Yep. Uh, what else? Oh, wow, Steve. That's like a full-on fashion show. Right. Hey, let me see that again. (laughs) There's like a runway, people taking pictures. 
Nice Decepticon in the front row with uh, blonde hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Where was this? At the t- you know the, those two apartment complexes right in the north parking lot at Safe Go- at CenturyLink Field? Sure. Like, there's the one that's super tall and glassy, yeah. but then there's like the little smaller younger brother that looks a little bit more like old and like kind of like has like, a cool charm to it, like brick looking. Yeah. It was on the top of that building. Okay. Uh, which was unbelievable. Like, what a great view. So, like, that's going on. Um, remember uh, Wands from uh, the Macklemore song? He was performing up there. Uh, All right. It was just, I got hit up because, you know, Luke Wilson, he had, he it was doing it mostly for a fashion show for, like, um, uh, Lady 12 Apparel, which is Joe Tafoya and his wife, Brandilyn, they created this apparel and all it's right. all over like like in different like supermarkets. It's blowing up. Do I have to remind you, you are not a lady. Yes, right. So they're like, hey, do you want to be a part of this Lady 12 Apparel fashion show? I'm like, why? I'm not a lady. Well, they're like, no, we want also want to show off some of Luke Wilson's gear and be cool if you could do it. And I'm like, all right, fine. So it's me, a bunch of like King 5 personalities are there. All right. There's a smoke show of a chick that was there. She was on the X Factor. She was one of the models. Um, uh, Lacey Ryan. All right. Ooh. Lacey's a hot name. And dude. Lacey Undeross. Lacey Ryan is like, a, hmm. All right. Super hot. Super nice girl, too, from Spokane. All but, right. Um. So I'm like, okay. 509, pumping them out. They always do. Yeah, man. They Diamonds in do. the rough. <laughs> so I'll show you this other picture that's, uh, and these are all on my blog. If you just do some searching, you'll find them. Uh, uh, where is it? This one is great because, if I can find it. So they put us all in order, and they're like, okay, Steve, you're right here. So like others, like Mark Wright from King, Q, King 5, uh, Wands is doing it. So who's in front of me? Is and they're like, okay, each person goes out, and I'm terrified. I'm like, I don't even know if people know who I am. This is just a bunch of chicks for the most part that are here. Yeah, there's some Seahawks fans. I'm hoping maybe the husbands or the boyfriends know me, but Seahawks I, fans know uh, Steve Miggs. I would hope, but for all I know, I might be just walking down a runway where nobody is excited to see me. All you right. know what I mean? And who did they put in front of me? And I even said, you had to put him in front of me. I'm effed, Jason from The Bachelor. Jason Mesnick, who lives oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're like. <laughs> so I'm like, this guy. Steve, that guy is good looking enough that it makes you look better. You know, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's quite the compliment, right? Because it's I mean, like if he can make me well, look good. I'm just good. saying, like, it's like a bunch of male models, and it's like, yeah, it's not like you stick out in that group. It's not like, oh, look at the random radio dude. <laughs> Wait, why? Well, that's where I go. I go. You're putting the Bachelor, and then you're putting Shrek after him. Are you wearing makeup? Yes. All right. All right. Hey, no, no, no worries. I've worn makeup with you on uh, New Day Northwest. (laughs) Similar kind of makeup, just a bunch of powder. No, you got a nice glow. That's what I was like. Oh, whatever. He's makeup, or he went got a tan. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of weird, man. It was weird. Are you gonna start tanning now? Do I have to worry out worry about that? A GTL at the DTF, man. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding, right? (laughs) Ted Talks, starring Beatrix Smith. (laughs) Well. Speaking of Steve being a model and stuff. That's uh, right, man. <laughs> Too sexy for my shirt. Yeah. Uh, today's TED Talk is about uh, the changing of the seasons. Uh, basically, what I want you to do is kind of picture yourself as a plant or some type of animal. Mm. Now, fall is here. I'm a cactus. All right. God damn it, Steve. 
I don't know how much cactuses change during the season. <laughs> Why would you pick one plant like that? All right, Steve guy. the cactus. I'm that guy. This makes your life miserable. When you're a model like me, Ted, you want to be a cactus. He's Make gonna, it work. He's going to cactus all over his office and stuff. Uh, basically, here's the deal. Winter time is around the corner. Not only winter time is around the corner, but one of my favorite times of year, uh, Christmas. The holiday seasons will mm-hmm. be around the corner. A.K.A. Ted's birthday as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what I want to remind people today is, like I'm saying, like just think of yourself as like, uh, I don't know, maybe that black bear out there foraging supplies, or maybe you're like a plant, you know, like you've, you've been blooming all summer, you've been having a blast, you've been out there doing stuff, so now it's time to maybe... Uh, Maybe take it down a notch. Uh-huh. Maybe cool out a little bit. You know, maybe you know. And and I want you to kind of line things up so that when you get to the craziness that is December and everything else, you can cruise through and have fun. But you know, take a little extra time. You know, take care of yourself. Mm. I know for myself, I got to start doing more push-ups again. My my cardio's been lacking. I'm with you. Yeah. So just that kind of stuff. You know, it's fall. Just kind of uh, you know uh, take into account what you got going on. And you know, just make sure you're you're good heading into winter. I like it because you know once you get to once you get past Christmas and stuff, you're gonna have those days in January and February where you ain't doing crap. You're eating crappy food, you know. So that's a good point, right? So you you put on a couple pounds, you get a lot of sh- out of shape. Then that's one thing. But if you roll in there already getting out of shape, it's yeah. gonna pile up quick. If you're getting in there around Thanksgiving time and you haven't been working on your cardio, yeah, you're not turning that around. You know what? You might as well just get a couple exercises uh, of jeans. Yeah, just plan on that shirt staying on till August. Yeah, wear that hoodie. <laughs> All right, well, let me take a break. You mentioned the military experience. I have to tell you what went down there because uh, for the first time in my life, I shot a gun. Wow. Right. Oh, man. I want to get down there so bad. Let's do it, man. We'll talk 100%. I know they would love to have you there. All right. I'm positive of it. So one of these days where maybe you're not working... Uh, we'll figure it out, and we could kind of do one of those things where we swing by, and they could show us the ropes. Well, it's always a good day when you throw a little lead down range. Dude, I'm with you, and we'll get into that when the Mega Cast returns. The Text Mick and Steve will keep you company as you drive. The Mega Cast will be back. You can drive all night looking for the answers. So I'm number one on leadership. I'm number one on the economy. Number one in job creation. I'm number one on all these categories. In his past life, he was himself. He gave his father a talk. Your guess is as good as his. On second thought, no, it's not. It has never been his bad. He lives vicariously through himself. He is the most irritating man in the world. If I'm so high in all these categories, why do we even have to have an election, right? Why? Why? I'm really rich. The mega cast is back, and they be on it. They can get on this if you know what I mean. I don't gang 
bang either, Ted. But no more for me. Yeah, but I do shoot guns now. Man, that's crazy. What uh, what kind of gun? That's me. That's a saw, right? What's that? Is that a saw? Uh, let me see what exactly it is. Um, the guy, uh, the guy in the military, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, I'm sure you're gonna want to talk about this, so you probably want to know what exactly you were shooting." Isn't that like like the saws, like that big machine gun they have in like the platoons and stuff? Yeah, yeah right yeah. outside of the rifles. He didn't use that name. Where the hell is his? Uh, ah, Steve, I know all the lingo. Yeah, you, you sure do, Ted. <laughs> I thought I had his. Uh, I, know I shot an AK forty seven once. That was pretty fun, dude. So yeah, we're at we're at, we go to JBLM and it's a uh, man. I wish you were there for this because I know you would have thrived in this situation. It was uh, an opportunity they wanted to put together an event for soldiers that suffer from PTSD and other soldiers too. It didn't have to just All be right. those. Uh, basically a morale booster. Bring yeah. some people down. So uh, Joe Tafoya, former Seahawk, he does a lot of stuff with like I mentioned earlier with his wife and they, man, that guy. Without sounding like I'm like man crushing on a dude because he's a good dude, but the dude is doing so much to build a great fan community. And how often do you hear of a former player being that active with fans? You know what I mean? Like he does a lot with boosters. He does a lot with, there were a bunch of fans that showed up as well. And it's like, man, this guy is like the Pied Piper of Seahawk fans. Like he's, he's really leading the charge. And I think has done a lot of great things for the community by doing so. Well, I think too, like, People from the outside can always kind of hate on the Seahawks fans and right. be like, they're, you know, it's a, a lot of bandwagon people and stuff, too. But that's one view of it. The other view is I like what Joe's doing there. It's like you got all these people. Not that not that football doesn't have its place in society. Right. But at a certain point, it's like, wait a minute. We got all these people together united. Like, we could use them for good, too. Exactly. For other stuff. So you got him. He went down. Uh, Jordan Babineau. Big play right. Babs. That was pretty cool. I never met him before. What a great guy. Uh, you might remember Reggie Jones played with the Saints. He's from around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won the Super Bowl with them. He spoke in front of everybody. <laughs> had a great speech. Um, I love this guy. And he was super cool. Actually, we're going to have him on BJ Migs tomorrow uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, Lance Easley. You might not know the name, but you remember him. Kicker? No. Replacement ref that called it a touchdown. Oh. That guy. <laughs> against the Packers. Yeah, who might have been the most popular guy there because you're in a room of Seahawks fans. Here's the guy who did. I'm like, and I remember joking with him. I'm like, whole different reaction if you were doing this in Green Bay, I'd imagine. He's like, yeah, they kind of gotten past it, but yeah, definitely different. Oh, he blew that call. No. <laughs> There's no way around it. Man, it's been a, his story's pretty crazy about all of it, like dealing with some PTSD from it. He's a former, I'm sure. he's a former Marine. Um, yeah. Plus, I mean, I, right, people are crazy. I was going to say death threats and this and that. And he's just a dude who made a mistake. I mean, you know, I'm sure some people believe he didn't, but regardless, mistake or not, I'm kind of on your side. I don't, I don't know if that was a touchdown, but as a Seahawks fan, I'm okay with it. Um, but man, who's giving a guy death threats? It's a stupid sport at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the downside of uh, sports. The passion. Yeah. It's well, you a, can't, it, right? Yeah. I mean, fan is just from fanatic. You're right. So, 100% right. Yeah, you're going to get those people. So, we all go down there, do a whole bunch, like have a, a lunch. Um, they have some guys jumping out of a Blackhawk. That was pretty amazing. Was it a catered lunch or just like uh, Hot standard? Dogs and hamburgers. All right, all right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I'm always up for a good hot dog. <laughs> I'm not, I, I cut myself off because I know someone's going to manipulate that audio. Oh. I'm always a good fan, a fan of a good hot dog. No worries, man. I love hot dogs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, to me, like if you're having an event and you guys obviously were outside, 
Like the hot dogs and hamburgers are just a home run. It's perfect. I mean, you could you could have hot dogs and hamburgers for every tailgate you go to, and it's going to be fine. It's not a disappointment, it's right? Ah, uh, hot dogs again. Yeah. What's your take though? Do you like your hot dogs burnt, or do you like your hot dogs just cooked properly? Oh, I like them a little burnt. I was fishing for the most burnt ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Like, my cousin Tim is he cooks hot dogs, so he's cooking steaks. Like, how do you like it? Like this and that. Yeah, it's it's a whole process. I want it black, man. Basically, right with the Smiths, it's an argument of who gets the blackest one. Oh, I could. Yeah, I'll eat it if it's fully. But I mean, I do it at home. Even when I cook like chicken sausages on my grill. Mm-hmm. Like I think for most people's taste, you'd be like, Jesus, man, you burnt the hell out of these. But I'm like, these are right. No, that's exactly how I like it too. It's Cajun style. Yeah, exactly right. Blackened. <laughs> um, Did oh, you crap. give a speech? No, I was terrified because they, the 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 Reggie Jones guy he gave a speech and then he handed it over to the to the Lance guy and I'm like oh crap are they just passing the buck because I'm like next to them and I'm like I have nothing prepared to say and uh, so no I did not huh. thankfully yeah all right yeah I've given a speech down there at JBLM yeah oh man see I wish you were there for that you yeah. could have had that opportunity it I gave great. a speech to a bunch of uh, uh, what do you call guys in the Air Force. Air Force? What, but what are they? Airmen. Okay. So a bunch of airmen that were cycling out of the Air Force, and they bring in somebody from the outside to like give a speech. It was uh-huh. crazy, man. I like I gave a speech. How long a, was your speech? 45 minutes. Whoa. You yeah. talked for 45 minutes? I talked for about a solid half hour, and then did a little Q&A to the point where they were like, all right, all right. How did the Q&A go? Excellent. Oh, Guys man. had questions. But uh, it's crazy, dude. It's me at a podium, and then all the state flags behind me. You know, it was set up like a, you know, like so a big you look, deal. You look like a president. Oh yeah, it oh, was it was awesome. freaking awesome. And we I have were, a, yeah, we were just outside in the dirt. <laughs> oh, sorry, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get to shoot any guns though. Oh yeah, that's why I got some Mike, one of the All guys right. there, which was awesome because I'm around a bunch of Seahawks and Mike. You know, and I'm like, oh man, is anyone gonna know who the hell I am? I don't know. Right. And I was like, I'm here just to bring goodwill. So I was like, if even one person recognizes me, success story. First guy. Holy crap, it's Steve Miggs. It's your birthday this Saturday. Nice. Instant cred amongst all the other, like the players and the ref guy. And all. they were all just like, oh, he's coming just to you. He doesn't even care about us. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so Mike, he texted me. He goes, I uh, just want to let you know the guns in case you didn't know what the names of them were. So that one where I was playing, that yeah. was an M- M240 Bravo, the big one. Uh, then an M4, that was a rifle that had a, right. an awesome scope. I was dominating with that one. I was capping heads off of the, the targets. All right. Um, and then a Glock, which I wasn't all that great with at first. I was Glock's just, a great weapon, though. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Just holding it was, it was, dude, like I said, I've never shot a gun in my entire life. Never? No, I just never. And it's not like any kind of, I don't have any political reasons. I'm not for or against. I don't care. Um, it's just not my world. I'm not going to, like. I don't, I don't ever have an opportunity to shoot a gun. It's not like any of my buddies are like, hey, let's go shoot guns, you know? So See, Right. I've shot guns with Ben and his dad because okay. his dad. You know what? Here's the deal. I'm not going to get into a whole thing with guns. Right. I get both sides of arguments okay. and everything else. I have a feeling we might be on the same side. But when it, now that you've shot some guns and mm-hmm. some, some rifles, the problem with, with guns this will sound terrible, but nobody thinks about the fun factor. Like when you go to the gun range, man, it's fun. Yeah, you know, like, like I, I don't like it, it. Changed my view of guns to actually hold one correctly and and use proper safety and this and that and shoot it. It's an incredible feeling, man. Yeah. And when I walked in and then one of the guys in the middle, it was Amanda, that girl, man. She could shoot. Like she's also, I think she's like the the security for the chaplain. Okay. So you know, she's. I mean, she looks. 
super sweet, very pretty. Would never think that she's like a ass kicking machine, but obviously she must be. She's like taking care of and protecting people. All right. Um, but I was talking with all of them, and I'm like, yeah, I've never shot a gun before. And like, oh, you have to do it. Like, don't pass up this opportunity. I'm like, all right. So I, then they're like, well, which gun do you want to shoot? I'm like, this is my first time ever shooting a gun. I want to shoot the biggest gun here. That a boy. Right. So yeah. they lie down on the ground. and Oh, but you were in the prone position. Oh, yeah. And just, that a boy. Oh, dude. Had it on my shoulder, feeling that kickback, the heat of the gun. I was pr- it on a tripod? Yeah. 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 All right. Although, well, Jordan Babin, I was like, could I shoot it while standing? And they're like, yeah, put these gloves on, though, because it gets hot. And he held it, and he looked like freaking Rambo, man. Just, I bet. Oh. Like I was, I was nervous. I'm like, I don't know if I want to try that because then another guy tried it and it kicked them back. <laughs> he started shooting in the air. I'm like, that's why I'm not doing that. No, stay, yeah, stay laying but, down. Right. I was like, I'm not pushing it. So then after that, I shot the Glock and then I shot the rifle. I learned that I'm a. Did a, you stand up for the Glock? Yeah, stood up and <laughs> and they had some targets to shoot. At first, I was not hitting them. I was close. But then finally, when I locked in the whole aiming thing and the figured, sights, yeah, yeah, then I was nailing them. And yeah, was, I'm terrible with a handgun too, man. Yeah, I could shoot a rifle, but yeah, well, rifles are a little bit easier, I think. I agree because you can line them up and they have yeah. A sc- yeah, just shooting handguns, I'm brutal at. Oh, dude, I would be if it was in the middle of a gunfight, I'd lose. You know, uh, you know, like the Dirty Harry, like 44, yes, with like the long barrel, yeah. So like Ben's dad had one of those, and we went to a range. Thankfully. It's an outdoor range with grass. Okay. And he's like, hey, just a heads up, that thing kicks pretty bad. Like, all right. So I go and fire six rounds, and there's not a single one on the target, Steve. And we're like, where are they? And they were all right in the ground, because I was so worried about the kickback. I I was like pointing it forward and shooting the damn ground. So you're hoping as you the kicks back, it then shoots where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah, I was overcompensating quite a bit. Like, you kept going, put it down, put it up, whatever. Yeah. It's so weird, man. Like, I'm sure for those that listen that have shotguns, are like, whatever. But it was, it's like, I was over, I think I was expecting way worse of a kickback. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like super stiff. Even with the Glock, I'm like afraid that it's going to fly back and hit me in the face. I'm always afraid I'm going to lose that hunk of skin uh, where I'm holding it. Yeah. You know, when the, uh, when the chamber comes back or well, whatever. The one that was crazy when I was lying down. When those bullets come out, they're coming out hot. like Oh, red, f- f- fire hot. Right. So like I'm shooting, and I put my elbow down on one that just landed, and it's like, tss, I'm like, oh. And I look at one of my buddies who I met there, and he shows me his forearm because he did it standing up, and the bullets were flying, and he had like little mini welts all over his arm. Where they were hitting him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's fun watching some of the guys, like the, the replacement ref, Lance Easley. He's a former Marine. So at first I'm like, oh, let me see how he does it. I filmed him in slow motion and he was just doing it like a boss. Yeah, I bet. I wish I could post some of these pictures, but we got word like the, the, the people that helped put it on, not the people in the military, but they're like, hey, hold off. Don't put any of the pictures up for security reasons or whatever it may be. But I was like, all right. Yeah, and that's good too. Yeah. Because here's the other thing. So what if maybe they're not supposed to let you shoot all the guns and stuff? Like, I don't want you and Lance Easley posting all this picture, so then when I go down, I can't shoot a gun. That's a good point. Yeah, you don't man. want to screw up your day. No. I want to get down there and sneak in with the strikers, though, and shoot that 50. Oh, dude, right? Yeah. It's a, the power you feel. It's like, I learned something. I'm a, I'm a righty shoot, a shoot, a shot. I shoot righty, even though I'm a lefty with how I write. But no I play kidding. hockey righty. I play everything but writing and eating I do righty style. So I'm like, well, I shoot righty. and But my eyes, my dominant eye is my left eye. So it was like practically impossible to aim. So finally with the rifle, the guy's like, look, I know you say you're a righty, 
but shoot it lefty. I know it's going to feel weird, but your eye, because you, you, he even asked me, he's like, all right, when you shoot, which eye do you close? I'm like, my right eye. He's like, yeah, shoot lefty. When I did that, man, I was just, great aim. That's awesome. So now I've learned if I'm ever in a gunfight, I'm shooting lefty. Yeah. Yeah. Just call me lefty. And something that's gone terrible if we're in a gunfight. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm as good as dead. Well, I mean, I mean, I just know that we're two dudes that don't carry guns. So in order for us to be in this gunfight, our opponents have to be so kind to loan us their guns. Right. I mean, if, we, if, it, if, it, if we're in a gunfight to the point that we've already beaten somebody up and stolen their weapons, then I might feel OK. Because like everything's out the window. Like what happened? Like, dude, I don't know. He beat the dude, took his gun and then fired poor, four perfect rounds of the dude's leg. Like, Ted? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like it could be like born identity or something. Like I don't even know what's going on. I'm just. Oh. You're right. Our adrenaline would make us superheroes. Yeah, it'd be like San Francisco, <laughs> all over again, all over again, with no mushrooms this time, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some mushrooms this time. I don't know. Man, mushrooms are so emotional. Like, yeah, you got in a gunfight. <laughs> it's gonna make everything emotional, bro. <laughs> Oh, man. So then after that, they let us drive around in these all-terrain vehicles. They had like these little, um, they had the M-Razors. I didn't have a chance to drive in one of those because I had to roll because I had to get back into town for the for the Chris Cornell thing. But I got to drive around in like this little all-terrain vehicle thing, and that was kind of fun. It was yeah. Just, it's just a fun experience. Like I've, I've said to some other people I've been talking to about the experiences, like we went there to help boost their morale, but the opposite happened. They boosted our morale. Sure. The greatest people I've met. Such just good-hearted, interesting, friendly, appreciative people. They were like they, all of them kept coming up to me and saying, "I'm not even supposed to be working. Like my shift ended. I was done at noon. But I, when I found out you guys were coming, I stuck around. And I'm so glad I did. I've been having a rough couple of weeks, and this just made my day. And I'm like, Pff. well, and the military people too, man. They're such a great audience because they just, mm-hmm. you know, it, just what that job is. No matter what, you know whatever branch you're in, it's just they have to be so prepared. So they have to practice and do. They just do the same stuff. Over and right. over, day yeah. in and day out. So they're just the greatest audience in the world because they're just excited to see something different. Right. And then, right, like they just bring this awesome energy. And the only two is like they're sober. Like they're not out getting weight. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like the concerts and stuff you see, like they're going just as crazy, but like they're not even having beers. Yeah. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they're they're on the base and stuff. So yeah, it, it's always great. Like that one time I went down and I gave that speech, it was a, it was a great experience. Oh, I, yeah. To be honest with you, I'm jealous of that because I... I'm hoping that we're, uh, I know with the men's room, we've been trying to do stuff and line it up <clears throat> and line it up <laughs> when it's time to change. <laughs> we get a bloody nose. So yeah, I'd like to do more stuff down there too. Plus that facility, JBLM is just so massive. Way, I, was, I was about to say that, that I did not realize and I've, I've been there, but I've never realized how big it is. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, when I first got there, like to, to get us all in, then I'm following them. So they're to get my car onto the base and I'm following a couple of the soldiers and we're going down this. They're like, oh, cool. You got a Jeep because we're going to go off off road for a little bit. And I'm like, off road for a little bit. What the hell are we doing? And then the Lance guy had a car, but he had like a Mercedes. And they're like, you might want to ride with Steve. And Lance goes, it's a rental. I don't give a crap. <laughs> so oh. He's off roading in a Mercedes, man. In a Mercedes. That couldn't have been good. It was great. I was like, I'm following you. I want to watch this. We're hitting some pots and, you know, bouncing and bumps. And yeah, I can only imagine when he returned that. They're like, what did you do? Yeah, no kidding. I paid the insurance. So what does it matter? <sighs> uh, but yeah, it was, dude, it was, 
unreal. A great experience. Hopefully you and I can do something like that or um, hopefully it's just shooting guns is fun, man. Shooting yeah. guns is fun. Yeah, I want to get down there. All right, well, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, we actually have, I forgot that we have an email address. All right. And we have a couple of emails. All right, yeah, we'll read some emails. All right, so we'll do that next. We got to talk your birthday too, man. Yeah, yeah, big party going on. So yeah, man. we got we, we got to hit on that. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little off today. You got it, man. You're all right. You're doing all right over there. Turning it around. Ted. Turning it around. <laughs> Come on. Oh, there we go. We'll be back. Are you having a good time? I always do with Ted and Steve. The meta cast will be back. tried tinder you swipe right many times matched and even met up but every time you end up in the dreaded friend zone why bother now there's friender no costly drinks or dinners no awkward moments of silence when you realize the girl you met off tinder has absolutely no interest in the likes of you and you get what every man desires hot sexy beautiful women who don't want to have sex with you friender gives you the opportunity to be that shoulder to cry on when that really hot guy treats her poorly. If you love ass out, back pat, side kiss, hugs, you'll love Friender. It's like friends with benefits. If the only benefit is friendship, awesome. Go straight to the friend zone from your phone. Friender, where FB doesn't stand for f- buddy, it stands for female buddy. Friender. The mega cast is back and ready to thrive. Actually, we were supposed to fly in one of those Blackhawks. And then something happened where they were like, we can't do it. Sorry. That would have been. Yeah. That would have been next level. Yeah, dude, it was like the whole day was like the like it was the super adult version of like an amusement park. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the military stuff, even police stuff, even construction stuff, like as old as you get as a guy, it's still mm-hmm. hard not to be interested in that stuff. If right. somebody said, hey, man, I have an excavator or whatever on my property. Do you want to dig a hole? I'd be yes. like, yeah, yeah, I do. I kind of want to dig that hole with you. Yeah, count me in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that stuff's cool, man. You uh, ever been in a helicopter? No. Yeah, I Have got I, once when I was a kid at like the College Park Air Show. Oh. You could pay like twenty five bucks and take a quick ride in a helicopter. But being in a Black Hawk would be, yeah, yeah. it would be pretty. Odd. I have a, such a sweet pick too that I wish I could post. But it's a uh, Mount Rainier looking beautiful as always, and the black uh, and the Black Hawk flies right in front of it. The, yeah, it's just like it's like that could be like the cover of like a magazine or something. Well, like that. that's the only thing I was gonna say. Like when I did that retreat, uh, that meditation retreat for like nine days. Like it's down in the south end. Uh huh. It's not that far from the base, and you uh, 
Like I'm blown away, like how many like night ops and stuff. Like that's an active base. Like those Very. Blackhawks are flying around all the time. Like there was one day I was out in like this clearing. And I'm like, what is that sound? And like, I looked up, and I swear to God, the guy like sitting in the side of the Blackhawk, it was like we made eye contact, and we're just like looking at each other. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, even like when Reggie Jones was giving his motivational speech to all the soldiers, right when he hit like a really powerful moment, talking about his family dynamic and some crazy stuff that happened in his life and how it was just about, you know what, you got to just, he called him, life is going to always throw hurdles at you, but what hurdles are meant to be jumped over. So no matter how bad life is... <laughs> Whenever you hit a hurdle, what do you do? You jump over it. And jump like, it. Right. So he's got this awesome speech going on. And right when he was getting into some heavy stuff, one of them starts to land. And it's like, I can't hear you, You man. can't hear a word. Oh, I felt so bad for him because I'm like, oh, man, how do you, you can't stop. You don't know how long this is going to take. No. Oh, it was awful. But yeah, here's that picture of, I mean, how cool is that? There's in the background Mount Rainier and just one of those Blackhawks just flying. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Man, I I can't stop geeking out about that. That's like up there is one of the cooler things I've ever been a part of. Yeah, definitely. And also because of what it brought to it brought a smile to those guys' face and those gals' face. Man. Yeah, before you know it, Steve will be repelling out of Blackhawks shooting machine guns. And let's do this. For America, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> let's talk about emails. I'm picturing you like repelling out of the Blackhawk. Shooting like the rifle, and then like you you finish that clip, you just throw the rifle like around your back, and then you like pull out your Glock, and ah, you right just like Rambo, just Rambo in it. Steve Bo coming at you, Steve Bo. <laughs> and then when he gets to the ground, he drops all the weapons and he walks straight into a fashion show. Yes, <laughs> it's like boom, boom, ba 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 ba. And I'm too sexy mm-hmm. for my love. Too sexy. <laughs> Here for you guys. Love, love what do you need? To leave. One thing we've learned on this podcast is that Steve Makes can do whatever he wants. That's right. If you put your mind to it, Ted, you can do it. You can be a fashion model too. <laughs> yes, you can. Too sexy for my shit. Oh no, wait, there's some problems going on, Ted. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Get down! I like the burst. Right? Yeah. All right. What are we doing here? Here, a random question with your back to your modeling days. Yes, my modeling days, my one day modeling. Obviously, I know it helps to be, uh, they get the fashion model gig that you work here at KSW. Yeah, that's the only reason. And you you knew Luke Wilson. But it's been documented. You've dropped a bunch of weight over the years. Mm -hmm. And do you think if you were still at your old weight, they would have let you done it? Or do you think they would have said no? Yeah, I think they would have right. let me do it. I'm like, how how cruel is this fashion world? I think, it, no, I don't think it's very cruel at all, at least this fashion world. I don't think it was about, let's get, obviously they had some attractive people, yeah. um, and, both on the male and the female side, but then they had me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And they, they had- But I mean, like I said, had, you don't stick out in that crowd. Thank you. I it's not like, that. oh, there's the radio guy. I said they had me get there early for hair and makeup. I'm like, can we cut that time in half? Because I don't need one of them. Right. I just need the makeup. Unless you're going to put hair on my head, then I'm more than happy to show up at 2.30. I will say this about wearing makeup. Every opportunity I've had on TV, I wear the makeup. You got to. You have to. Especially as a bald guy. Yeah. You're just right. You'll just be shiny as hell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I ain't no good for anybody. Especially us two when we're on. uh, We got to get back on New Day Northwest. We do. I'll, I'll hit up their producer and be like, look, the Megacast is ready. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and I'm gonna. St- I, I gotta start a new show too, but uh, 
I, you know, I thought you'd be the cohort, but you're so busy. I'm like, I, I'm not going to bug him with this idea. What's the new show? I, I really want to do like uh, the TV thing. Yeah, dude, we got to do it. Yeah, I'm in. and I think it's just as simple as is. We just gotta we gotta find a set yeah. and then just YouTube it. Yeah, and we'll just start from there. And we have enough people that we know. I know a few camera guys. You know a few camera guys. Yeah, we know. But yeah, I think Megacast listeners. I think you'd enjoy like a, an online TV show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how long is we talking? Like like a half hour show? Tops. Yeah, maybe even like a 15 minute show. Yeah. And we'll just interview some people. Yeah. Have people have people sit on the couch. Do we have an animal segment? Yeah, we could. Yes. Yeah. We go to the zoo. Go to the zoo. Right, that's the other thing. The show could be like like there'll be adventures me and you take. Yeah. And then it might just be as simple as like one, you know what I mean? Like last night. That could be a segment. Right. Steve's at the Chris Cornell show. The interview. Right, exactly. Why Any, not? Anything like that. Yeah. We could call it Ted and Steve. Are doing stuff. Ten Steve are doing stuff. And you know what our gimmick is? Is we have two desks. Like nobody has to sit on the couch. It's like it's a talk show with two goddamn desks. I like it. Right? Well, dude, that's like yes, like I go into Chris Cornell's like little dressing room to go interview him. All right. And he's like got a a two person couch that he's sitting on. And then, like a, a decent distance away, not like maybe like four or five feet away, there's a one person couch. And I'm like, well, he's definitely not. And he doesn't want me sitting next to him. But I'm like, I only have one microphone and I've got to do the whole like I talk. Then I point the microphone at him thing, you know. So I'm like, I got to be close to the guy. But it was very apparent he wasn't willing to like he was taking up both. He sit in the middle of two cushions. Pretty much. So what did you do? I just weaseled my way right in there with him. No, I uh, sat in the other one and, and, and grabbed it and pulled it closer. Okay. I was like, I have to. I feel, I was like, I even asked him, like, is it okay if I move your, because you know, I know that's his like, that's his little space. Yeah. You know, even if it's not his home, it's still, that's his home for the night. And I didn't want to disrespect him. And I'm it's like, pre-show, right? Yeah. 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 I don't want to put him in a bad mood before he goes out there. I just kind of want to see you be like, oh, hey, Chris, let's scooch over a little bit. Right? Come on, man. Make some room for me. <laughs> was there teas? Tapestries. What was going on backstage? No, I walk in there. It's a small room in the Benaroya Hall that he was in, but he's just strumming his guitar, working out his set list. Nice. It was weird. I almost felt like I shouldn't bother him. Yeah. But I had to. Yeah, you had to go sit on his couch. I've got responsibilities. I like the idea of having two desks. Two desks? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe put the couch in between. Where are we going? We got to have the set somewhere. Do we have the set here at the station? I don't think so. All right, so then we need a studio. Yeah, we're going to need a studio. Studio. We need Steve, a this is the very early stages I've had this idea. Like, hey, as you could tell, I have not hit Steve with this idea off the air yet. I love it. I love yeah. it, man, dude. Yeah. I always got time for Ted. <laughs> but yeah, we do some fun stuff. We film it, and we turn it into a TV show. Yeah, exactly. And then, right, that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, with YouTube, I've, just, I've been obsessed with YouTube the last, like, month and a half. Yeah. And I'm just like looking at all these people that start, and it's like, right, it's YouTube. You could start a show and just put it on there. And the great thing with YouTube now, I mean, and I'm sure people are like, yeah, it's been around for a while, but I, I have a Roku and the ability, I'm, I have the ability to hit a button on my phone that will automatically beam whatever I'm watching on YouTube to my Roku and then put it on the on, on my television. <laughs> on your t- on your TV, so yeah. So I'm just, I'll, sometimes when Sid passes out on, my, on the couch, I'll, I'll just find a funny video or something I'm interested in and then I just go down that wormhole. Yeah. On my TV, though, which makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Or just watching videos, even. Ted and Steve doing stuff. Doing stuff. Mondays at nine. (laughs) I don't know why at nine, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But that's what I'm working on. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> like we never talk. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about emails. Emails. Yeah. Emails. Uh, all you have to do is send us an email at uh, it's the megacast at yahoo.com. We're on Twitter, of course, at the megacast. Please tell your friends about our podcast. Let them know. We'd love to have more listeners. Um, we're doing this for free. We, we need people to listen. That way it's worth our time. Yeah. All right. Because we're doing stuff. <laughs> Last night on uh, the podcast, uh-huh. I was giving Matt a hard time. Like, how come we aren't up for best podcast? Right. In uh, the best of Western Washington. And I was like, Dad, damn it, I'm sick of Migs. Like, I, obviously we're friends, but we're taking him down. Like, get us in there, this and that. And he goes, well, what about the mega cast? Are you guys going to put yourselves in? And I, and I looked at him, I go, you know what? Let mom and dad worry about mom and dad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, That's awesome. Just get our podcast up there. Oh man, yeah, that whole and there's two Migs casts that are in that are nominated because somebody somebody randomly nominated you, I guess. All right, so it's like uh, people just vote for one of them, please. Don't vote for both. <laughs> Splitting the votes, but all right, well, I don't care really. I just want to be Burbank. I don't care what place I finish as long as it's ahead of Burbank. I just want to beat you and the geeks. All right, well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I don't know why I have such disdain now for Geek Nation. I don't know It either. started as a joke with the Rev. But now you hate them. Calling them geeks, right. And now it's really turned into like, I just got to beat those damn geeks. You're, you truly have become ogre from the Alpha Betas. Nerds. Nerds. All right. Uh, first email. The this Alpha is actually, Betas. we're finally going to get some resolution to something. Oh, all right. Stevie. Our buddy Stevie, the Packers fan. The guy that we ran into at the WWE's Monday Night Raw. Oh, up at, uh, at the Xfinity. Remember, we had an issue where we weren't sure if we were supposed to get free beers or not? Yeah, and then that guy bought them for us. Right. Well, Stevie says, uh, I, <laughs> this is so great. We are such idiots. All right, to reset the scene, right? We okay. walked up, right? And he's like, hey, hang on a second. Didn't he say, I'll get you a beer? He goes, we see him, his eyes light up. He's like, oh, yeah. And he goes, hold on. Like that. Like with yeah. the finger out. Like, hold on. And then he turns around and he pulls out two men's room original reds and shows them to us. Yeah. And we're like, then we just, I don't know why, but it just felt like we were supposed to get those. Yeah. I completely just, I completely was like, oh, sweet. He's going to hook us up with a beer. Right. All right. All right. So Steve says, hey, Migs and Ted, I was showing off to you guys that we have men's room red in the stand. <laughs> You spoiled bastards. Right? Basically. You entitled asshats. Yeah. I wish I was giving you guys complimentary beers. I don't have that authority. I didn't mean to cause any confusion since I was just as confused as you. Oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed those overpriced cookies and I need to learn to take better pictures with a droid phone. See you at pain in the grass. Oh, he said, that's one thing I realized. I haven't been checking the emails on our me- our Megacast Yahoo Steve, account. I've never even checked our Twitter, I don't think. Yeah, no, what, am I going to yell at you? Right. How I, dare you, Steve? You know what? This. Besides the See TV show. You were in the grass. See, that was like a month ago. Jesus Christ. How do you think about that when you say We've been leaving them hanging all this time. Oh, man. So besides starting a new talk show, we obviously needed assistant. Yes. Personal assistant. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to be our assistant? You know, it's got to be some random, like, 21-year-old guy like with a name like Charlie or... He's got going guy or should we go girl? Well... I feel like we could accomplish something. We could accomplish more with a chick. The problem is, if we get a girl, eventually I'm going to try to bang her. Well, and yeah. then we'll have to get a new one. Yeah. You know what? Let's get girls. Yeah. Ted and Steve <laughs> are doing stuff. And Ted's also doing our assistant. 
Yeah, right. Like there'll be those 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 shows where it's like the assistant's on this show a lot, and it's like, why is she on so much? Like, because Ted's banging her, and then it'll be like, <laughs> God, here's our new assistant. What happened to the old assistant? Like, well, again, Ted was banging her. So. Right, things got weird. Right, uh, the month changed, so he decided he was done with pumpkin spice. Um. <laughs> Limited time only. See you at Fade in the Grass. See you too, Stevie. You too. When did he send this? August 13th. So right after the incident. Yeah, about a month and a half ago. Sorry, dude, we got some... We got like... It's just flooded with spam. I don't even know how. Probably because it's on our Twitter page, the email address, and those spam bops find it. But it's like... I have to... Like, we had 180 emails. And I'm like, What? And I realized two of them were actual emails for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like my email here at work. Right. After Burning Man, I took one day and it took me over an hour to clean out my emails. Yeah. And I bet legit, maybe 30 of them were real. There was mm-hmm. like 2,000 of them in there. Dude, you know what I did this morning? I had a meltdown because, you know, they switched our email thing. So that thing I, is so creepy looking. I don't like it anymore. I couldn't even figure out how to send an email yesterday. And not only that... Our storage is less than it used to be. So when they made the switch, I was already like double over the limit. Yeah, I get now what the other departments were talking about. I do too. So I couldn't send an email for a day. And I spent an entire day deleting emails to get it down. And it was not happening. Well, I had a meltdown this morning about it. And I just deleted all of my emails. And mind you, I keep, I've had over like 90 to 100,000 emails in my account, which is part of the problem because I don't always delete things. But... For, since 2011, I've had email saved. And I just said, F it. You know what? Today's the day. I'm starting fresh. Deleted them all. Went into the deleted folder before I emptied it. And grabbed the last months of email. So just September. Put them back in the inbox. And gassed the rest of them. And everybody I've told looks at me like I'm insane. Including our boss. who's like, I rely on you for saving emails. I delete things all the time. Because I know that you keep a paper trail. Not anymore. Man, that's powerful, Steve. Felt great. I have a bunch. Yeah, my inbox, there's always a bunch of saved ones in there. Maybe You know what? That Do happened it. to me. Because yesterday I signed in. As soon as I signed in, it said, you can't send an email. And I was like... You were over the minute. Over and I was max. like, but my... Like, I just emptied out these folders last week. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, what's, you know what emails I save the most? If girls send pictures. Uh-huh. You got to send them to, like, a different account now. You should build, like, Ted's Pictures page. And Ted's Picks page. Ted's assist, futureassistance.com. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then we save them and then we pick which ones you like and we ask them if they want to be our assistant for our new TV show. Yeah. Qualifications for assistance. You've been a bikini barista yes. or a stripper? Yes. Or you like mudding. Mudding? Girls that like to get dirty are usually dirty. All right. You know what I mean? Like girls that like to dirt bike ride and mud. They typically, right. and I don't mean as a disrespect, I think it's awesome, but they're typically girls that like to have sex. All right. That's my opinion. I'm in. Yeah. So, mudden, bikini baristas, or strippers. Yep. All right. One more email and we'll get out of here. All three would be perfect. This one's from our buddy Munson. Oh, what up, Munson? Yeah. He just sent this today. This is the reason why I was like- Why, you checked it? Yeah, he texted me. He goes, hey, I sent you guys an email. I'm like, oh, I better check it. He says, dudes- I was recently in a debate with someone where I was explaining a power move I enjoyed doing. Oh, man. Munson and his power moves are great. I've All right. seen him do some of these. Uh, and Munson, told- of course, from the Munson Says podcast. Yes, which he hasn't done in a year. 
Jesus, Munson, I try to get him a plug and he's not doing it? Well, you know what? They're still out there. All right. So if you've never listened to them, you can enjoy them. We were on one. Yeah, they're brand new to you. Yeah, if you want to hear Ted and I curse. A lot. A lot. Listen to Munson's podcast. Uh, So he said, I have a power move that I enjoy doing, but my (laughs) friends told me that I was out of line performing it and I thought I would let you guys be the judge. All right. All right. The power moving question is when I'm driving and there's a merging lane. I will turn my blinker on and I will select my spot. I will be merging. But I stay in the lane that is sen- that is ending, thus not allowing traffic behind me to drive up further and cut the next six to eight, maybe more cars in front of me as well. Let me know if you need further explanation. I will provide my poorly drawn diagram. The question, how early is acceptable to perform this power move? Many times there's no issue at the... There's no issue as the cars behind me aren't pleased, but I understand, but they understand my intentions. However, sometimes you get a see you next Tuesday behind you that feels their time is worth more and in a bigger hurry than everyone else on the road and they lose their stuff. These are the ones that make me smile inside and sleep better at night. However, I'm second guessing myself with how serious my accuser was in the debate. Keep in mind that the accuser is a giant wussy and doesn't like confrontation please also keep in mind that even when i'm doing something wrong i convince myself i'm right let me know if you need further info on this extremely serious and life-changing topic thanks from munson so he's saying he's in a merge lane he's right. getting onto the highway so he's in a lane that eventually is going to end and he needs to get over okay so he picks his spot he gets in and he refuses what I'm visualizing is he doesn't fully get in, so he's still kind of in that merge lane, thus making it impossible for anyone behind him to scoot ahead of him and merge up ahead of him. Why? <laughs> get over, Munson. Pick a damn lane and get in there. He doesn't want people merging ahead of him, though. Well, then he needs to drive all the way to the, <laughs> to the end of the end. lane right. and, and then merge. Guy. But then you're that guy. I hate I just don't guy. understand his thinking here. <laughs> so because I have to merge in, I'm refusing to... I mean, he's basically... He's just stopping the flow of traffic. Not only do I think this is stupid, Munson, <laughs> I think it's dangerous, and you're just causing a traffic. Like, and then he has the ball, the 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 gall to call somebody else and see you next Tuesday. He's the guy that's being that. That's such a chick move. Well, I'm only gonna stay here. I don't want anybody else to get in front of me. It's a total chick move. Not even a chick move. Like an annoying chick move. God damn, order fries, bitch. You know you want to eat the fries. <laughs> All right, here's a question. Because I see this happen a lot. You see people going all the way to the very end. Yeah. Which I think is kind of a dick move. All right. Wait until that very last minute when everyone else is trying to get over as soon as possible. But there's always that one car, and it's not a car merging. So this is a guy that's already been in that lane, and he's watching cars pass him and pass him and pass him, and then eventually merging in front of him. Eventually that person gets pissed scoots over to make it impossible for anyone to pass him. What do you think about that? I think he's got more of a right than goddamn Munson's crap. I love that it's his power move. That's his power move? Oh, Munson, I love you, but man, I worry about you. I don't know what goes on in that head. I know one of his other power moves. I'm curious to see what you think of this, because I love this one just because it's Munson being a troll, and I think that's exactly what he's doing there, too. He's just trying to ruffle some feathers, and I think it's it's very entertaining. Would I do it? Absolutely not. He likes to go to bars, and when he sees, 
you know, usually a group of girls, and the group of girls typically has at least one, possibly more unattractive girls. All right. It kind of like makes the other girls even more attractive. Sure. It's, it seems like it's, you hate to think that way, but you see it so often, it makes you wonder. He likes to send a round of drinks to the ugly girls in that, in the group. Yeah. As a, as a way to make the pretty girls feel more insecure. Like, why would the ugly girls in my posse, who I deem ugly, get free drinks but not me? Yeah. Well, now he has totally won me back over. Yeah. That is a great move. I love And that I respect one. the okay. hell out of that. All right, because I like that power move. Yeah, that's a great move. Awesome. Not only that, it's just nice and kind. It's a nice self-esteem booster. They don't need to know the intention. Plus, generally, it's going to make the other girls, they're so insecure at that point, they're going to be all over you. Yeah. But no, that's a great move, dude. All right. All Good right. work, Munson. He, I like that one. He redeemed himself. He did. He totally redeemed himself. <laughs> let's get out of here, Ted. All right. All right. Let's get Ten to my theme song. I'm too sexy for Model my Steve. love. Shut too up. Sexy <laughs> for my love. Sure. Love's going Here we go. Let's get Ted. Good luck to you. <laughs> one, two, Number six, I start feeling it. Yeah, I think you can tell we haven't done those in a while. Yeah, we all, we both kind of have like a little bit of an extra grunt at six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Seven. I'm gonna be sore tomorrow, dude. I can tell you right now. I'm gonna have to hit the showers. You might want to do legs tomorrow. Yeah, leg day. Yeah, leg day. Your arms are good. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, happy birthday, Steve. We never got to talk about it, but happy birthday, man. I love you. Uh, can't wait for Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Saturday over at the Mariners game. Go to mariners.com/kisw to sit in our section by tickets. Yeah. Ted's going to be there. I'm going to be there. The whole BJ and Mig show is going to be there. I think Ryan Castle's going to be there. It's going to be a party. Yeah. I'll be the drunk guy. <laughs> One of many. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I was trying to get Munson to go, but I don't think he's going to be able to make it because he's got uh, stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. He's still probably in the middle of a lane somewhere. <laughs> J-Mac will be there. Nice. Yeah. So we'll get the J-Mac. <laughs> and it's also ladies night at the Mariners game. Ooh. Yeah. And J-Mac might have to do some hunting. That's right. And I'll be cheering you guys on. Mm-hmm. Sending the drinks to the ugly ones. Ladies. All right. We'll see you next week. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to the Megacast. Peace.